Hello. I'm going to be talking about our principles. Here in Covina, we have three key principles that are at the heart of our tradition. I wrote about these principles in the Keeping Her Keys book. Of course, everything here in Covina is rooted in this book. So let's jump right in to those principles. In the book, I explain kindness, integrity, and passion. And those are our three key principles. Passion refers to the energy of momentum, initiative, the ignition. Passion is about being engaged. Passion is about having a desire to manifest our own unique wholeness through our experiences of the transcendent life events here in Kohina. And it's also a passion for learning through our daily quotidia, through the monthly curriculum, through exploring those essential mini courses that are at the beginning of each of the courses in the school. That's passion. Passion is desire, is eros. It's that drive, what Jung called libido, although we tend to see libido as more of sexual energy in the modern sense. And passion is that sexual energy. Passion is taking up all the space we need in this world. Passion is connected to the intuition and the emotions, and it's rooted strongly in Hecate of the cave. That's where our passion comes from. It comes from the depths. It drives us to find our own unique identity. For many of us, it drives us to claim the power of the witch, the priestess, the sibyl, you know, the oracle, the seer, the healer, the psychopomp. It drives us to claim those keys of Hecate, to go into her magic, her medicine, and her mystery. It drives us to claim our soul. It drives us to heal, tame the shadow. That's passion. Passion is where we begin. It's that zest, the excitement, and the enthusiasm that we have for healing into our beautiful wholeness and standing fully in our sovereign power, seen from the soul rather than the ego or the shadow. Passion is what we put into our spells that truly enchants them and gets them to do our bidding. If we look at the ancient mythology about Hecate's witches, we see their passion. We see Circe passionately teaching herself pharmacaea. We see Medea's passion for Jason when he seduces her and ultimately her passion for saving herself and her children and getting out of that situation. We see the passion of Persephone 
when she is first compelled to the underworld as Hades' bride. And then we see her passion as she shows compassion for poor Orpheus when he finds himself in a, quite a predicament after he's lost his beloved Eurydice. We see the passion of Demeter as she wanders the world screaming in anguish over losing Persephone. We see Artemis's passion. We see all of their passion as Korotrophi, guardians of children and women. We see that passion. Passion is often just a hair's breadth from anguish. You know, when we are heartbroken, we have great passion for it. We have a great longing for what's been taken for us. And passion is that longing. And within us, there is a longing to be so much more than we may be right now. A longing for wholeness, a longing for crafting through our spells, rituals, our daily practice, and more this purely magical life as I talk about it in the Keeping Your Keys book. So that's passion. I encourage you when you're doing the Unifying the Three Cells meditation, once you're comfortable with the audio as I've presented it, that you go back into it and see that passion in the lower self and connect with that passion the next principle that we operate by here is kindness. So let's talk about kindness. Kindness is not niceosity, okay? We need to banish, get out the kernip supplies, and procul o procul este profane, the, the niceosity, the idea that we need to be nice. Kindness is sometimes not very nice. Kindness is about knowing that the only way forward in life into our unique wholeness and truly to be a Hecatean is to be kind to ourselves first and foremost. That we are the high priestesses of our journey. Our body is a temple. Our mind is the altar and the soul, the shrine upon it and our life is the ritual. That is passionate and it's also so kind as long as we remember that kindness starts with us. Kindness is the soft front, that open heart that we work on in our meditation and it's that strong back. It's firm boundaries and you can learn more about boundaries in the mini course in uh, Psychologica to go deeper into your boundaries. So that's what kindness is. It's knowing who we are, what we desire, how we're going to get it, and allowing ourselves to be who we are without being an asshole, right? We don't need to be an asshole about it. And that's where kindness becomes so embedded in the middle self. Because if we're just going through our lives being like, this is who I am. I am a mighty Hecatean, a priestess, a psychopomp, an oracle, a witch. And we were just bombastic about this. 
that is just as harmful to ourselves and others as being a victim of niceosity and think we always have to just, you know, smile and take that spoonful of shit. There is that open heart, strong back, take no shit, do no harm. That's the energy of kindness. It's not saying yes to everybody. I have been working on the principle of kindness so much for the past year. So for the past year, it began a little over a year ago, I decided that I wanted to craft Covina into something that was aligned with what I felt compelled by Hecate to create. And I knew this was going to be a daunting journey for me personally. I knew it would require making some decisions that could impact others. I knew it would take a lot from me and it was a call to something greater. And as I walked into this journey with great passion, I knew I also had to have kindness. And kindness, again, let me repeat, is not niceosity. Kindness is knowing exactly who we are, exactly what we're called to do, and being so kind to ourselves and the goddess that we develop the skill set necessary to enact it to the best of our abilities. So I undertook great personal study. I took a leadership course. I'd taken previous leadership courses in my role at the hospital, but I took a different leadership course. I really studied leadership every day and how to become a better leader. That's kindness. I learned along the way that even when we have to have awkward and difficult conversations, even when there's no exactly right words to say, that it's better to say things as clearly as possible and even frame it with the, I know this is an awkward discussion. I don't have the best words. Here's what's going on with me. I enter into this with the spirit of kindness. You know, this is the decision I've made. And here's what, we're, here's what I have to say. It can be so difficult to be kind like that. Niceosity says, I'm just going to put up with this situation. I am going to subjugate what I feel called to do so I don't hurt anybody else's feelings. And as I leaned into what was truly kind, I learned that it's not kind um, for me to have students that aren't well suited for the work. It doesn't do them a favor. It's not good for me. It's not good for Covina. So we move to the application system. I also changed things in Covina restructuring and I'm just making this video um, as I'm coming to the close of this huge restructuring process. And you know, it, we really had to shake things up in our school that is of course a temple complex uh, to be able to get to where I am today. And it took passion and it took kindness because kindness is saying, hey, I love what you're doing. Please come along on this ride with me. And it's also like, thank you so much for all you've done. And 
this part of our journey together ends because this is the direction I'm going and our paths must part. We've come to a crossroads. Sometimes we come to a crossroads and the people with us continue through that next gate as we claim that next key. And sometimes they don't. And when we get into the shadowy energy of niceosity, that's when we're like, oh, I'm not gonna have that conversation. I'm not gonna do that difficult thing, even though I know it's killing me inside and I don't like what's going on. I don't like how I'm being treated. I don't like who I am. And you know, it's so true that we teach others how to treat us and kindness is saying, no, that's not acceptable to me. Let's talk about it and not making it into a big personal attack about the other person or, you know, seeing their behavior as some kind of personal attack on you. It's, it's saying, this is not acceptable to me. I'm hurt by it. If possible, let's have a discussion. And if not, let's, you know, this is where the road ends for us. It takes a lot of passion. It takes a lot of that strong back to be kind, right? It really does. So that's kindness, our second key principle here on Covina, situated in the middle self. So now let's come on up here to the crown, the higher self, the lower echelons of the higher self, which is the conscious consciousness. Uh, and then as we move into the transcendent self, the ascended self, the mystical aspects of the soul, Hecate's temple, the starry road, astrology, and so on, those more mystical aspects. That's all, you know, it starts here with our conscious mind and then it goes into our crown and land and just expands so that we can understand so much of the deeper world, beautiful. Situated in the more accessible conscious region of the higher self, is where we'll find integrity. When I was developing these three principles for the book, it, I went through, through such a process. I wish it could have been here to see the process I went through of choosing what principles I wanted to take about, uh, talk about. And when I got to integrity, I, you know, discipline, commitment, you know, I had all these words going around and, uh, this was when my house was being renovated. So if you don't know the story, when um, I decided to leave my former career and do this full time, that um, I had made a, you know, my passion, my kindness, you know, I severed ties to different things. My integrity was that I was going through in this truth. I had sat down with my passion, kindness, and integrity and had this really difficult conversation with my two sons um, and said, you know, we, that we could expect our finances to decrease quite a bit because I knew right from the get-go my income was going to decrease by about 40% immediately. And then we had about a year's grace where we'd be okay, but then after a year, there would be no, not even that, you know, there'd be nothing. We'd be purely uh, in the grace of Hecate at that point. So I sat them down, had this, you know, total um, PKI, passion, kindness, integrity talk, as I like to call it, and got down the PKI and my boys were 
uh, very supportive and said, you know, we'll do whatever it is we have to do. Um, this is important to you. And it feels like this is something that we need to do as a family and embark on this journey. So I was fortunate enough to get a gig uh, writing for a really large spirituality platform right from the get-go. You know, Hecate opened that gate, passed me that key, and she said, here you go. Let's ride and uh, let's walk, I guess. And uh, off we went. And right from the get-go, it was really phenomenally powerful experience. But what you don't know is that the very same week that my blog launched on this, you know, the world's largest spirituality platform was the very same week through sheer blessings of Hecate, I bought a house. Um, so as I was doing all the paperwork and the legalities for launching on this platform, um, my landlord at the time, who I knew, uh, she was a friend, she lives in Thailand, she happened to come back to where I live. We were planting roses, of course, wild roses. And she said, hey, I heard so-and-so is selling this house up the road. You should go and look at it. And I said, oh, that house is really super small. I don't want to get involved in that house. It needs so much work. And she was like, it's bigger than you think. And I think you'll like it. I think it's perfect for the three of you. So houses where I live uh, in this little village, they never go on the open market. It's always this kind of word of mouth. You know someone, they want to sell the house, then you get the house. It's never done through real estate brokers or anything like that. So I went and looked at the house and I was like, you know, this is definitely the house for us. I um, had decided that uh, my younger son and I were going to go on a trip to Turkey to the temple of Ekate Lagina because I was so frustrated with trying to find a house. It was just, there's all this stuff going on. And uh, so I had like a nice pot of savings, but you got to remember that I had just walked away from my job, um, doing this thing that I felt called to do, you know, being in the PKI vein of things and managed to scrape together uh, what I needed for the down payment and everything started to fall into place perfectly. But here's the fun thing about when I was writing the book. So, so we're clear here, right? So the blog launches on here. I buy this old, really rundown house. Let me tell you, it had poison water. The heat didn't work in a lot of rooms. Hadn't been renovated in 60 years. There was a lot. Like there was a lot. But we were, we dove right into it. We were ripping up carpets and smashing down walls and de demoing parts of the kitchen and ripping up decks. Like we were just... So while I was doing all this uh, renovations, remember, like my income is severely cut. The money keeps like, honestly, I keep doing my spell work and so on to get the money to come in the door. Keep following this PKI mission that I think Hecate has got me on. Um, so I'm doing all this writing. And literally, if you've ever seen some of my earlier videos where I'm, kind of in a corner in a room and there's a closet door behind me and then there's a entry door on the other side. That's because it was the only place in the house that wasn't like in a complete state of disrepair and being rebuilt. So when I wrote this book, that's what my life was like. Um, 
So if you can picture this, I'm working on these principles and I don't know what, you know, I'm just in this flow with Hecate and the muses and, you know, it's just the state and ripping stuff apart, painting, doing all of this. And I would, I had a little spot on the living room floor where I did my yoga every day. And if you've seen the Hecate's breath chant video, that's that little spot I had carved out for myself. And I would lay on that floor and the carpet on the floor was um, one of those carpets like you put on your outside patio or your deck. So it was like this hard scratchy, uh, it was made from recycled plastic bottles. And I would lay on this hard scratchy carpet and just be like, what do you want these principles to be? I wanna be really, really clear um, in how valuable a principled life is and how it is so in keeping with you, dear Hecate, and uh, you know your teaching of living. You know what sometimes is called a virtuous life. I've always felt virtuous is a bit of a mantle for me to take on, but living a principled life and us here in Covina having key principles—that is a comfortable cloak. You know, I'll wear any day. We need principles. We need driving uh, frameworks in which to live our lives. So that was all going on. So here I am, you know, I'm contemplating passion. Should it be desire, kindness, like that? People are gonna, eh, about kindness. But in the end, I decided I had to have integrity to what felt was being communicated to me by our beloved goddess. And then I knew that that final one, the one of the mind, the higher self, has to be integrity. We have to be the ones who talk the talk. You know, we do what we say we're going to do and we live what we believe that our interior life is lived in the exterior. And again, this doesn't mean bombacity, doesn't mean being obnoxious. You don't have to like, you know, try to convert people to Hecate. It means to live a life of truth and to live a tr life of truth is to know that other people have a truth that can be very different than ours. And that's okay. You know, we integrity is knowing who we are, right? And that I will act according to my own internal compass. You know, that compass of the goddess that's within us. And I will do it in a way that is kind and passionate, but isn't about railroading, taking up all the air in the room, you know, trying to make sure everything goes our way or getting super offended, you know, when someone says something we don't like. It's because I have integrity. I know I am of Hecate and that it's okay. And if I need to go to war with someone, I can go to war with someone. But I have that wisdom because that's what integrity is. When we explore our boundaries, know what's right and wrong, and then we are willing to enact them. So many people, so many people have boundaries and they do nothing about it except whine when someone violates them. I mean, come on, we've all heard this, right? It's like so-and-so violated my boundaries. And the only answer to that um, you know, for me as a teacher, it's like, oh, what are you going to do about it? What was the problem in the first place? Um, you know, 
was there some problem that you weren't clear in the first place? That's integrity. No, this is not acceptable. This is what's expected around here. Let's have a talk. Sometimes we need to negotiate, but we need to know who we are in order to have proper negotiations. What do you need to be comfortable, safe, secure, and to prosper? What do you need? And then integrity is within. What am I going to do about it? to make those things happen. Because integrity is knowing that Hecate won't do for us what she can't do through us. I'm gonna say that again for the switches in the back of the room. Integrity is knowing that Hecate won't do for us what she can't do through us. It is us being willing to see with that brilliant mind of ours what needs to be done, what we know is right and true for us, what we are manifesting through our spells, it is to see that and we get to that state of being able to see what is truly integrity for us through that daily meditation. Seen from soul, not surface self, not ego, not shadow. That's integrity. Integrity begins with that meditation, you know, and for me as your teacher, part of my integrity is saying, you're not doing that meditation every day. That's the basic practice, you know, the heart of Quotidia, the heart of this book, it's all of those things. And if you're not doing that on a, the daily basis for, you know, you need to master it over time. If you're not doing that, then I can't help you because that is the fundamental practice we have. And that's what I share freely, share it in the book. You can listen to the audios on the SoundCloud and so on. It's there, you do it every day, you do it for a minimum of four to six weeks and you will see profound changes. If you don't do it, then you won't see the changes. It's simple. And I wouldn't have integrity if I didn't say that. You know, I wouldn't have integrity when some, a student comes to me and says, I don't have time to meditate. My integrity says, well, you don't want to do it. You know, it's a 15 minute intake, uh, practice a day. The whole quotidia takes less than a half an hour a day. If your sacred wholeness is not worth that to you, then there's not much I can do. That's my integrity. And that's what I teach. I teach it as a psychologist. I know the meditation works. I know the PKI, passion, kindness, integrity. If you work on living that each and every day, and once you get comfortable with the unifying the three cells, if you see that lower self releasing your passion, if you see that middle self activating kindness and that higher self activating integrity over time, you will not need to listen to my audio. It is designed to help train you to do it. And then you do it on your own. That's my gift to you is that you develop into your own wholeness. And it's my integrity, you know, to tell it like it is in a way that is kind. Um, I'm not doing anybody any favors when someone says, well, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this daily practice. I don't have time for meditation or such and such. Then 
that's not that's what I teach. So if that if you don't have time for it, um, then you then the, you know like this is not the place for you, right? Because that daily quotidia is so so important, and the techniques we use are so important, and also you know the monthly curriculum that is curated as I am called by Hecate. So each month we have a different focus. We learn about her precious correspondences and how to work with them and her epithets. And we do that every month. And if you're not here to engage in that monthly walk through her wheel with me and everyone else, if that's not your focus, well, then my PKI, 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 my PKI says to me, then, well, you know, are you really suited for this work if that's not where you're at? The quote, if you're not doing the quotidia, you're not engaging in the monthly curriculum and you're not interested in the essential curriculum of, you know, like overcoming spiritual programming, understanding Anamara and so on. If that's not where your attention is, then why are you here? That's my PKI. I'm not doing you a favor by, you know, by saying, yes, come stay here. I'll happily take your money. Um, if you're not into the work, it's just that simple. So that's my integrity and my kindness and my passion is knowing what I do and being committed to delivering it as best as I can. And also knowing that it's not for everyone and that's fine. That's not, I'm not trying to please everyone. I am trying to honor the goddess um, as I feel led to. And I'm trying to create Covina as an offering to her that is sacred. You know, that it is a sacred vessel in which we can all learn in a collaborative environment. Passion, kindness, integrity. Picturing me lying on this old mat um, saying, you know, Hecate, help me come up with these three uh, principles that will be keys to the book. And, you know, they've become keys to Covina. And it has been just a fascinating experience for me learning to really PKI it. PKI, you know, that we are in that state of passion, kindness, and integrity, which is such a balanced state of awareness, truth, and power um, without being a, you know, a benevolent dictator. You know, it's about understanding other people have their journeys and their experiences, and we can be kind to them, but not nice. Kind is knowing where our boundaries are, who we are, what we can do, and what we can't do and what we have to offer people and what we don't have to offer people and what we um, can receive from others and what we can't receive from others. PKI, it is a journey. You know, it takes every day being committed to those principles and exploring in our journals how we are living PKI. It says, that we look in the Anodia Oracle every day and see how PKI is in it. How can we be more of our three key principles? How can they awaken more? 
this is what the world needs. This is what we need. These are the keys to healing into our wholeness. These are the keys to truly transcendent experiences, awakening the soul, growing closer to Hecate and becoming really powerful practitioners of magic. If uh, that is your thing, or if you're called to be an oracle, if you're called to be a psychopomp, a soul guide, whatever you are called to do, living these principles and seeing them as breathing conscious spirits themselves, archetypes that we engage with will just vivify them and you'll start to really enter into relation with them as being so much more than words on a page. So thank you so much for watching this video. Here's to PKI and hail Hecate.